on a Friday before Wild Card Weekend. Your Vancouver Canucks picking up W's, getting ready for the Sabres as well. We'll have it all here on the People's Show from the Kintech Studio. Kintech, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, powered by thousands of five-star Google reviews. Sore feet, what are you waiting for? Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. I'm Bick, Elon, Victor, behind the glass, running the show. You can be part of it as well into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Dunbar Lumber, three stores to serve you in Ladner. On Bridge Street, Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center or Arbutus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. Hope you're staying warm. It's chilly out there. Uh, I, guys, I, do, I don't actually know how long I can do this. I... Uh, I broke out the uh, the northern gearbox that I have because you know I spent four years up north, plying my trade in the radio. So you know you 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 physically have to prepare for the conditions. And uh, I saw a dash twelve today, and I was like, all right, first time in I haven't lived up north in twelve years. I broke out the real gear, and uh, I joked. I I'm wearing I'm wearing a ski mask right now. I joked. I'll do I'll I'll, I'll do the show this way. But uh, 90 seconds into the show, I, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, Victor, I think Bick's ready to go to Kansas City the way he's dressed <laughs> right now. Crazy temperatures, Buffalo, Kansas City, and Bick shows up. Vancouver's not as bad, but no. it's it's not the greatest outside today. Um, is it even warming up at all, or are we still sitting here at uh, dash 11? There we go. Low of 14 tonight. Minus 14. It's going to be rough. That's uh, nothing compared to Kansas City. No. Okay, so what is it going to be there in, K- in KC this week? What was it, Victor? Like, like negative 20? Like, like with the wind chill, wind like chill minus, way 39. More, minus yeah. 30. Yeah, minus, oh, up to minus 40 goodness. with the wind chill. I, w- I once had to cover a high school football game in Grand Prairie. It was minus 38 and with the wind chill, minus 53. Worst experience ever. <laughs> See, what's worse? Miami, you know, they come from a great, great weather. Mm-hmm. They got to go to Kansas City, play in this, in this tundra. Mm-hmm. But Kansas City receivers can't catch the ball in normal weather. Exactly. Can they catch it? I, I feel like with frozen hands. I feel like this is get a, a little overrated. Of oh Miami, they're going to be in this cold weather. This is not just cold weather. This is like historic problems. This isn't like oh Kansas City's used to the cold. They're still human beings. This is historic levels of weather that it it changes the entire complex of that game and all this concern Tua's record in the cold and all this sort of stuff yeah okay like they're built to be a warm weather team I get it but it's not gonna be easy for KC in that game uh moving forward as well yeah Bick I wanted to pose this question to you while Mm -hmm. we're on the topic a lot of good interesting matchups this week who's got the most to lose in the NFL is it your bills? Is that why you're asking? I'm just curious to hear your take on this. The most to lose. Uh, what's the most at stake for this weekend? It, you know, it, it, it stands out to me your bills would be one of them. Because now it, it's it's been some time for Sean McDermott. And I'm a big believer in Sean McDermott, but sometimes it just runs out. And in an era right now, like the, the stunning thing of what's happened this week with Belichick and Carroll going down is – Rivera's out, another defensive coach. Sean McDermott, if he ends up losing, 
you're going to be looking at this trend and organizations are going to be looking at this and saying, are we going to be the team that has the defensive coach? It's basically just the Steelers. That's, you know, Harbaugh, I guess, you know, special teams background. But by and large, across the league, Salah, Vrabel's out, obviously. But by and large, it's you get an offensive coach and that's the way teams are trying to build uh, their their identities. If Sean McDermott loses this one, and, and to this Steelers team, not exactly a you know team that's going to be remembered unless they go on to do great things here. With no TJ Watt, this Steelers team, you lose to this Steelers team, there's a lot kind of hanging in the balance for Sean McDermott. And he's been there for a while now, right? He got there uh, 2017. He's been there seven seasons with yeah. Brandon Bean. So, so he's he's been there for some time. It would be an easy escape route. Cowboys got a ton at stake here. Because if the Cowboys don't win in the context of this season, having an MVP-level season from Dak, then you get to ask yourself, okay, what is the upside to Mike McCarthy? And you, you can make a decision there if you want. You lose with against a team that just traded Aaron Rodgers, and they're rebuilding themselves, and they come into your barn and get a win, it, it pushes the, the button on that. Maybe they still exercise patience, and I think you know Mike McCarthy's done some pretty good things this year. But offensively, they've been good. I still worry about Mike McCarthy in this situation. He's a better offensive coordinator than I think a head coach, and so he, he's you know proved a, a, a lot of doubters wrong to say we're moving off Kellen Moore, we're doing this. That's worked, but in a head coach in this environment. You still have to manage the game. And if he doesn't manage it well, and we've seen some end-of-game scenarios for the Cowboys go poorly in the playoffs, if it happens again, you start you have to start asking yourself, okay, what is the upside to doing this? The baseline is nice, but to go win championships, and that's what it's all about in Big D, and Jerry Jones wants another one, you have to start asking yourself that. The only other team I can think of is the Eagles. Does it feel reactionary? Because we just talked about two coaches kind of going out. Does it feel overreactionary to say if the Eagles lose this, Sirianni should be fired? Oh, so if you bring your team to a Super Bowl, does that gain you any extra years as a coach? Yeah, maybe one in general. But it, it just feels like it'd be harsh to do it right away. If, if if The season's gone so bad for them. And not only just so bad here in the back half of the season – the vibes are really bad. It's not like they're just losing, but they fire the DC. AJ Brown's hurt. Jalen Hurts uh, has got the injury as well. It just seems like every press conference is an issue right now uh, for the Eagles as well. Nothing really seems to be going right in at a time when you need to think you need everything to be aligned and smooth, and the Eagles are just falling apart. And the worry was the defense wasn't good enough, and the defense is getting shredded. That going into this week, like they're the favorites, but they feel like a sketchy favorite right now going into Tampa Bay, the 9-8 and eight Buccaneers, and we all made fun of the NFC South all season long. And of all the teams to play the NFC South, it, it, we thought it would be a favorable matchup. You want to go – you want to be the five seed, go play through the NFC South. And suddenly uh, the, the, the team that's struggling the most down the stretch here is – the team that's going to get a pretty handsome opportunity. But it doesn't feel like it's secure at all. So with the most at stake, I'll, I'll go with the Cowboys. Got to win this game. You're at home. You've had so much success this season at home. 
what more do you want? What more do you want in this scenario? Uh, 650, 650. Uh, keep coming with your thoughts. Minus 12 is hoodie weather. It's sunny. Minus 28 in my backyard right now. Doorknobs on the exterior doors and all my windows are covered in frost inside the house. That's calling from the caribou uh, texting in. Yeah, give us your uh, weather stories right now. What are you dealing with at home? Major work from home day, I imagine, for a lot of people. Even in, in, in our office as well. Canberra, working from home. Scared to compete. Scared to get after it. You guys came in. Victor, Elon, Josh is here. Everybody's in. But the bosses, the bosses get to put their feet up. Warm glass of hot chocolate and just like, ah, no, not happening today. Everyone else can work. Uh, 650, 650. Dan, sorry guys, but I'm a weather nerd and it's uh, minus 30, not negative 30. Love the show. Dash 30. I said dash 12, right? Is that sorry. What the, is that what the cool kids are saying these days? I don't know. I just, I just so used to seeing plus minus and like, oh, Tyler Myers dash two tonight, and I see I saw you know minus eleven. I was like, oh, dash two or dash eleven. Uh, that's all we'll talk about it. Uh, weather is the theme uh, here in Vancouver today, and I kind of feel like weather and injuries are becoming the theme for the uh, wild card weekend in the NFL. Let's talk about it uh, with Aaron Schatz, who joins us now, the creator of DVOA. Uh, you can check his work o- at, work at FTN Fantasy. Uh, Aaron, how are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty well today, guys. Uh, absolutely fantastic here because it's going to be a big weekend. Uh, things get underway uh, tomorrow. And just, just looking at this, I, I was just saying there, it, it feels like we spent all season coming up with the, the stats and you know, obviously DVOA looking at this. And I'm looking at it this weekend, and it just feels like a lot has to get thrown out because of the weather and just the lineups that some teams are going to be fielding. Yeah, I mean, you don't throw it out, but you certainly have to adjust for no Sam Laporta and no T.J. Watt and a big snowstorm in Buffalo. So, yeah, and how cold it's going to be in Kansas City. Uh, Let's go through these game by game then here just really quickly. Um, The Browns and the Texans. Again, the Browns, uh, I guess, based on everyone's expectations, given everything that happened uh, throughout this year, like they have so many injuries on the offensive line. They're on Joe Flacco. And yet this defense, um, they're going to get Denzel Ward back. The, the way the, the Texans have played, is, is this a way, a scenario where the Texans' offense can succeed against the Browns' defense if they're playing at their full strength? I mean, you know, I don't know. Define succeed. Uh, you know, better be better than other teams have been against Cleveland, I, I suppose. Have a big offensive game? No, I don't think that that's likely, especially with the injuries at wide receiver that Houston has. Um the other thing, though, is that I don't think you can expect Cleveland's offense to continue to play as well as it has the last three or four weeks, right? We know more about Joe Flacco from the last three or four years mm-hmm. than we do from the last three or four weeks. So that makes this game closer than I think people people realize. But in the end, I do think that the Browns' defense will just win out. Is is the Browns' running game, because it feels like that's the identity or has been of the offense for years, right? You see Nick Chubb and have so much success and the way they've built that offensive line. But is it actually set up for success, and has it actually even been good here recently? Yeah, it's not good. No, I mean, you know, no Chubb and the tackles, right, the both injured uh, offensive tackles. So even though they still have the interior linemen, no, the Browns' uh, running game is, is not good at all. Uh, Dolphins and Chiefs, we were just uh, uh, talking about this earlier, and – you know, there's so much made about Miami having to go play in this environment in KC at Arrowhead with the conditions that they're they're going to be what they're going to be. I I feel like the the weather is so extreme 
that it's it's not exactly going to help Kansas City either in that regard. Yeah, I think the weather is so extreme that we have no idea what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. This is apparently the third coldest wind chill game in NFL history, and one of the other two was 1967. So I don't think we <laughs> learn a lot from that. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen. You know, the Chiefs struggle against the run, and the Dolphins are really good running the ball but it's a misdirection and speed running game, not a power running game. And I don't know what the cold is going to do to that. So it's, it's just really hard to know what's going to happen. What's plagued this chief's offense so much this season. Cause I feel like it's deeper than, Oh, the, the, the wide receivers have drops. Yeah, the receivers are just, it's not just drops. It's running the wrong routes and just not being simpatico with, Patrick Mahomes it's it's just been a problem and Kelsey I think Kelsey had a very good season but he's aging a little bit right he's not the like super ridiculous superstar that he's been in the past so um it, it is the receivers but it's not just drops that statement there of, of Kelsey you know, being very good but he's not superhuman like he has been in previous season when yeah. an offense kind of goes through a, a drop like that, and it's very, it's a very natural like aging decline. You, you would you would chalk that up to for Kelsey, but but even saying that he's very good and that impact that little percentage point has on an offense like that, how how well, profound I mean, is that? When the wide receivers are all having right. problems except for Rashi Rice, then of course it has because you know Mahomes wants to look away from his receivers and go to Kelsey, but Kelsey's not getting open as much as he would have two or three years ago, so. Um, yeah, it's, you know, the problems compound each other. And the Chiefs' offense has declined in the second half of the season. They were fifth in my ratings in the first half of the season, but tenth in the second half of the season. And the running game hasn't exactly been there as well uh, for no, the Chiefs. No, the running game's been uh, been all right. Pacheco Pacheco runs well. But, you know, again, I, I don't know what this cold is going to do to anything. Uh, the, the same thing with the Steelers and the Bills. It just feels like one of these environments that, you know, we always say like Mike Tomlin voodoo, and here he is in, in a spot where the weather is going to be a certain way, and it, it, it might play to them as well here it, with the Steelers and the Bills. Like the Bills were uh, not that good against deep passes this year, but, I mean, can you throw it deep in this weather? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, right? Like, I who knows? Probably not. It's going to be a snowstorm. So I think this game is probably going to end up close. I mean, I think the Bills should win, but it's going to be close, and it's going to be low scoring. You put out that uh, Josh Allen was on your all-pro team as well. And I feel like, look, the, the 18 interceptions, it's a lot, but I, I feel like it, it, it pushes aside like how good of a season he actually did have. And it's not overwhelming numbers, and it's really not overwhelming numbers for, for anyone this year. I guess Dak, you know, 36-9, and nine, but – is is the the type of season Josh Allen had this year been overlooked? Yeah, I mean he had a very valuable season. I mean, so did Dak Prescott. They they both had very valuable seasons. Not like historically good or anything like that, but I think you know, along with Brock Purdy, they were the most productive quarterbacks in the league this year and they don't quite get the help from their teammates in the scheme that Brock Purdy gets. So uh, yeah, I think Allen and Prescott, that, that's who I put on my all-pro team. I put uh, Josh Allen first and Dak Prescott second. And, yes, I know that's controversial, but mm-hmm. I explained it all in an article on FTN Fantasy. And, um, and yeah, I thought Allen was the best quarterback in the league this year despite the interceptions. Not, not forgetting about the interceptions, but even if you incorporate the interceptions into your analysis. 
Because if you just look at it and you say, well, Lamar's you know the 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 best player, the most important player on the best team, he should automatically get an MVP or get a All Pro vote. But the numbers, you know, for what we associate with Lamar Jackson, weren't exactly dominant like it's, it's 24 touchdowns and seven interceptions which places him i think 11th in in touchdowns no every advanced metric every advanced metric had prescott and allen ahead of lamar mm-hmm. jackson every advancement like i go through 10 of them in my article and they all have prescott uh either prescott or allen or both of them ahead of lamar jackson uh, talking to Aaron Schatz here from FTN Fantasy and the creator of DVOA as we work through the wild card weekend games. This one to me, uh, Packers Cowboys probably has the potential to be the highest scoring game. Uh, when yep. you look at this one, uh, the growth, like what to you has changed from the Packers in the first eight weeks to the Packers in the last 10? Oh, yeah. Since week 10, the Packers have been second in my ratings in offense, and the Cowboys have been fifth. And both defenses have declined in the second half of the season. So you, I think, are absolutely looking for offense in this game. No question. Jordan Love uh, has been fantastic, especially considering how young his receivers are. I mean, they're building something really nice in Green Bay. On the offensive side of the ball for Dallas, um, is there a part of this that, you know, the, the Packers defense hasn't exa- exactly been great here recently, but is there a certain, you know, play, certain scheme that you're looking at that the Cowboys will kind of take advantage of against the Packers? Yeah, just throwing it. I mean, just the Packers' just pass defense has been bad. I mean, it, the CD Lamb should be great, and and the Cowboys' offense slants like uh, they have problems defending slants, and CD Lamb is great on slants, and um, I, I just don't think they're going to spread out the Packers. The Cowboys' offense is better against nickel than against base, so they'll force the Packers to play more defensive backs, and then the Packers will have problems. Uh, the Rams line, it's, it's dripping with narratives, obviously. Stafford going back and, and Goff playing uh, the Rams. But, you know, structurally on, on the field, it feels like this game, there's a lot to it because of how great Ben Johnson has been as offense coordinator for the Detroit Lions. And, and just where, you know, Sean McVay and Matt Stafford have taken the Rams offense. Uh, who's got the greater advantage? Because it feels like both defenses have their issues as well. I mean, you know, the, the defenses are not good. The Detroit pass defense has really declined in the second half of the season and is particularly bad on third down. And the Rams offense has been really great since everybody got healthy. Um, You know, I do think that um, people are not aware of how mediocre the Rams defense is and how bad their special teams are and that, you know, special teams could cost them, you know, they make a big special teams mistake that, could end up costing them the game. It's cost them games earlier in the year. But, I mean, this is a very close matchup, certainly, between the two really good offenses. I was actually surprised that the Buccaneers-Eagles one wasn't put to Saturday AM because it feels like the most uh, – or the, the least inspiring game. But Eagles and Buccaneers, this Eagles defense has completely fallen apart. And we, we don't pay a lot of attention to the NFC South, considering it, it seems like a rock fight. Someone's going to get there to 9-8. and eight, But it does feel like the Buccaneers could be weirdly positioned to take advantage of this Eagles secondary. Yeah, based on my weighted DVOA ratings, which give more weight to recent games, the Eagles are 21st and the Buccaneers are 15th. The Bucs finished 5-1 and one in their last six games, and the Eagles finished 1-5 and five in their last six games. So this is not like, you know, 
all season long, we thought whoever lost the NFC East would be the fifth seed, and they would go to the fourth seed, which would be the winner of the NFC South, and they would destroy them. It is not necessarily that that is the case. How much stock do you put in weighted DVOA when you get to this part of the season, right? That, you know, we always talk about teams hitting their stride at the right time. How important is that and how instructive is that to, to predict results? I mean, it's a little bit more. It's a li- it's not, it's, there's not a diff- the difference between uh, full season ratings and weighted ratings are not as big as you would think they are. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're tiny. They're small, but they are, the, but they are there. There is a difference. Uh, he is Aaron Schatz from uh, FDN Fantasy and the creator of DVOA. Where can uh, people find you, Aaron? Yeah, ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA has a ton of playoff preview information, plus my whole article about my all-pro ballot. So uh, ftnfantasy.com slash DVOA, or you'll find me on threads and Twitter at A-S-C-H-A-T-Z-N-F-L, A-Shots-N-F-L. You're the best. We always appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. It's uh, Aaron Schatz joining us here. On the People's Show as we get ready for Wild Card Weekend, some Canucks thoughts coming to the inbox, 650, 650. We'll get to those uh, on the other side of the show because uh, on the other side we'll talk to uh, Matthew Fairburn as well from the Sabres uh, coverage of the Athletic. Uh, Canucks getting ready to play the Sabres tomorrow, an early game, 1 o'clock. I'll be uh, here with Zach Chaw, who will be stressed out watching the Cleveland Browns as well. And are the Browns? The pick in Big Six. Let's get to it. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Take it to the house. It's Big Six. All right, we finished the year 53, 49, and 6. A lot of pushes this year, so that's 52%. we got to finish strong now. Now it's the playoffs, so let's get to it. Browns minus 2.5 at the Texans. Denzel Ward coming back. Does just enough for me uh, for this Browns to push this over the line. They've maximized what they have with Joe Flacco, as we were just talking about with uh, Aaron Schatz. The running game has not been good for the Browns. They've tapped into Flacco, and they just said, we'll live with the volatility. And I think this defense does enough. It's a fantastic season for the Texans. feel like they're dealing with too many injuries, certainly at the wide receiver spot. Do they have enough weaponry to go up? And a young defense that... I'm not sure if they're ready for this moment just yet. Still keep developing. They'll they'll be back. They got some staying power, these Houston Texans. But I'm laying the points in the spot. Browns win 24-18. Dolphins plus four and a half at the Chiefs. Yes, the weather is a concern. But to me, it is so extreme that I feel like it's equal. I always think about the Vikings-Seahawks game. The ball is a stone, man. It is a boulder. It just limits everything you can do in this severe temperature. So in this spot, it's going to be ugly. It could be one big play there for the Dolphins that breaks it open. But it is going to be nasty. And I don't think it necessarily caters to the Chiefs very well at all. Now, their defense will be strong. But offensively, there's going to be some concerns here for the Chiefs. I'm going to take the points. I do think the Chiefs win, but it's going to be an ugly, ugly game. Give me 14-12. Chiefs-Dolphins cover there with the plus 4.5. Steelers plus 9.5 at the Bills. I'm taking the points in this spot. It's just a lot, and given the conditions, I look at this and it's an ugly, ugly game, and the Steelers can run the ball here recently. That's the success they've been having. 
if they grind this game out, a couple of you know, one turnover in a game that could be marred with weather, that might be all it takes to uh, cover it. Bills still win though, so Elon behind the glass can uh, breathe a sigh of relief. Let's go 14-8. Bills winning, Steelers covering the nine and a half. Packers plus seven at the Cowboys. This could be a fireworks show. As we're just talking uh, talking about it. These offenses are purring at the right time and. Also, they feel like they fit together really well. Not, not just because the jerseys. It's a great jersey game as well. Packers versus the Cowboys always looks fantastic. But in this spot, Jordan Love's been fantastic. I do worry a little bit about the Packers' defense, of course. We're just talking there. CeeDee Lamb might have a field day. But seven points, the back door remains open the whole way. In this spot, I will take the points. Cowboys going to win. Packers cover 28-24. Finally. I guess we've got two more games to go. Uh, Rams plus three at the Lions. I'll take the better coach in the spot who's been here before as well. I'll take the better quarterback in this spot as well. Rams just have the more experience in this spot, and I think their offense is better than the Lions. That's the Lions' edge. They got the better offensive line, but overall, I'll take the Rams game. And I get Aaron Donald on the other side. Lions defense, it's improving from where they were, but they really sunk hard uh, later on in the season. I think these uh, these Rams go into Detroit, and it's a big day for Matt Stafford, and the misery continues for Detroit Lions. I'm going to take the points, plus three. Rams win 31-28. And finally, Buccaneers plus three. Home dog versus the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a mess there in Philadelphia right now. They can't defend the pass at all biggest thing is eagles gonna have to run the ball if they keep it low scoring that caters well to the plus three time gets drained out the the underdog can hang around but baker mayfield has done enough mike evans can eat in this game chris godwin's come on a little bit here in the past month i think this buccaneers do it and this is the upset there's always one the nfc south gets their playoff win buccaneers winning 21-17. 21-17. So to recap, it is Browns minus 2.5, Chiefs minus 4.5, sorry, Dolphins plus 4.5, Steelers plus 9.5, Packers plus 7, Rams plus 3, and Buccaneers plus 3 as well. That is big 6. Back on the other side here on the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.